All right, time for us to have a little chat with Vaughn Palmer for the Vancouver Sun this morning. Hi, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. All right, let's uh, summarize what we heard yesterday from Dr. Bonnie Henry. I know the line. The line is that we are in a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Uh, That's what she says, and the data does bear that out. Uh, The line, however, that jumped out to me yesterday was we're not where we want it to be. Dr. Henry uh, presented uh, a look ahead yesterday, but she also presented a look back. And uh, one page in her presentation showed uh, what they did back in June, where they expected to be, and where they ended up. And there was a huge gap. So remember, back in June, we got restart phase three. We got uh, no more requirements on masks. We got uh, enjoy the summer, stay safe. Uh, We got Dr. Henry saying uh, no need for vaccine passports. She was opposed to the idea. And then the summer begins to unfold, and her chart shows it. They expected relatively uh, slow action on the pandemic front, Uh, no surge in cases, no surge in hospitalizations, no surge in ICU, And instead, they got all of those. They got the fourth wave, and we've seen what they had to do about it in the last couple of weeks. The result, and again, I was really struck by what she acknowledged yesterday, which is resources are again stretched thin in the healthcare system. And one of the reasons we've had restrictions in the past is to keep the system from being overwhelmed. Um, It's in pretty serious shape in a lot of parts of the province. Here's another thing she disclosed. She disclosed that they've had to triage contact tracing. So the central way you track the pandemic is you contact all the contacts of anybody with a case. They don't have the staff to do that. Uh, So they've been prioritizing it among the highest risk cases. You put all that together, and as I said, her comment that we're not where we wanted to be um, is understatement. Uh, This uh, thing didn't go the way they expected this summer at all, and as a result, uh, we're in a pretty serious predicament. Uh, Yeah, we are there too. But do you think this heavy emphasis on the last week or so of of showing how serious it is, do you think that has has helped? Because I know Dr. Henry said that it shows that vaccination rates are picking up. Yes, there are two things that are encouraging. Uh, The first one is that the, um, the case count, although it is rising well beyond where they expected to be, is not translating into as many people in hospital and as many people in the ICU. There are clusters of trouble. There are some long-term care places where we've had outbreaks. There's one here in Victoria. But in general, while the case count is where it was back in April, which is certainly not where they want it to be, so back in the third wave, the hospitalizations and the ICU rates aren't as high. They're climbing, but they're not as dramatic. The difference there is the other thing that was pretty encouraging in the stats yesterday, and I, and I thought they did a great job of presenting this. We've, we've had trouble talking about the pandemic to convey the right drama of the difference between vaccinated and being unvaccinated. So some people who are vaccinated uh, still do get COVID-19. It, it just happens. The vaccines aren't 100% effective, and some people are vulnerable. But the stat they gave us yesterday, the two stats that really jumped out, if 
you are unvaccinated, you are 10 times as likely to get COVID-19 as a person who is vaccinated. And you're 17 times more likely to end up in hospitals. I think that conveyed that drama well. And it is, as you say, Simi, it is getting through to the public. People are getting vaccinated. Now, the numbers we were given yesterday is there are thousands of people that are lining up to get vaccinated. Um, Being the pandemic pessimist that I am, I do have to note that there are still over a million British Columbians who are either unvaccinated or under-vaccinated, under meaning they've only got the first shot, not the second, although most people who get the first shot do get the second. We've still got just over 700,000 people that are not vaccinated. So we got a ways to go. Um, they're not where they want to be. It's interesting. They, she said they're going to be more cautious in putting out these models in the future. They're only going to do it month by month. And the projections for this month are, they think, it's uh, going to level off. They'll still be climbing the cases, but uh, no overwhelming in the hospitals. And they're going to be revisiting it before the end of the month. So they're not looking out much beyond the end of September. It's interesting, though, as well, this news coming out of Ontario this morning, isn't it, that they're also going with a vaccine passport. So it doesn't really matter what party the government is, whether it's Conservative, NDP, whatever, it just seems like vaccine passports are the way to go. Yeah, it is. And uh, I think, you know, that's been acknowledged all over the place. It's, uh, it's not just the B.C. government. It's not just Dr. Bonnie Henry, um, who's looking at this. Um, we also heard, uh, Simi, for the first time yesterday, some fairly serious talk about booster shots. So uh, yeah. some places have already gone to it. Uh, Dr. Henry indicated that booster shots are coming for Probably first for the folks who are medically vulnerable for other reasons, but a fairly strong hint that booster shots are coming for people in long-term care. The the problem in long-term care, she talked about it yesterday, um, is even though most all residents virtually and most staff and visitors are vaccinated. Um, People in long-term care, uh, they're vulnerable for other reasons. They can still get COVID-19, and if they get it because they're medically vulnerable, um, they're in serious trouble. They can end up in hospital. And so she indicated there that probably we're going to be getting booster shots there as well. Um, The other thing we got a pretty strong hint on yesterday is that the, the requirement for healthcare workers which is already applied. They must be vaccinated if they work in long-term care. Um, Pretty strong hint. uh, The government's working with the public health uh, care unions, probably vaccine requirements coming elsewhere in the health care system. Health Minister Adrian Dix pointed out that there's overlap in the vulnerable population between people in acute care and people in long-term care, and they go back and forth between the two systems. So healthcare workers in both systems are going to have to be vaccinated is the pretty strong indication coming yesterday. Right. Okay. So lots of changes coming. And so they, it sounds like they don't really expect the numbers to go down though, that they're going to stay, you know, in that six, 700 range. Uh, the case count is going to continue to climb. Uh, they, they indicated that, as I said, they're, they're more cautious than they were uh, back at the end of June. I think learned their lesson about excessive optimism and about time in my view that they did learn that, but there you go. Um, I, I, the other area that I sort of, 
raised an eyebrow about was the schools. So, you know, the school's back next week. Yeah. And Dr. Henry was asked, you know, given the, given the question of vulnerability, given the fact that there's still no vaccine for children under the age of 12, given the climb, we've, we've had a stat, uh, which was in her modeling yesterday, which shows a climb in the number of cases of school-aged uh, children from 45 cases to 350 cases. So it's a pretty steep climb. So that's well, why, why aren't you requiring staff and teachers in the school system to be vaccinated, to come back to work, yeah. um, given the vulnerability of children? And... I thought it was a sidestep. She said, well, you know, we have to consider risk things and we're reluctant to sort of force people to get vaccinated. And then she said, well, parents should be vaccinated. Well, yes, they should. A, a, a certain number of cases with children where contact tracing is still working, it's an indication that the kids who are catching it, their parents are unvaccinated, which shocks me that parents would do that. But anyway, uh, but yeah, I, parents certainly should be vaccinated. But I, I, I don't get the argument in terms of safety for children that says um, we shouldn't be requiring vaccination yeah, pass, uh, pa- vaccinations for teachers and staff in the school system. I tried to talk to Terry Mooring about this the other day. I said, well, why, why not, as a union mandate, why not say we want everybody to be vaccinated? They believe that they're, you know, doing enough by suggesting and telling people to do it. The teachers are doing it. But clearly there's a lot of them who aren't. Yeah. Well, they say there's going to be vaccination widespread available. They're encouraging it. Um, that's been the BC approach to encourage not to make it compulsory. Yeah. Dr. Henry is not a fan of compulsory. Um, I, I see the argument and all of that. But, you know, again, every day we see stories that businesses are doing it. Uh, all kinds of businesses are doing it. The business community is begging for it in some places. Although, yes, I realize there's an issue with the yahoos out there. Uh, But look, uh, the provincial government isn't requiring it. Uh, Just last week, the head of the public service uh, put out a note saying, uh, you know, uh, when you come back to work, um, no, you don't have to be vaccinated. So why the government isn't setting an example like that, I still don't get it. Me neither, Vaughn. Thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.